האם זה באמת סגולה בדוקה? הסגולה ללמוד בזה? Before, and we're going to be in Oz Bay's section two. Before we begin uh, the Zerah Shimshon, let's take a look at three psukim. This is in Perak Yud Gimel, psukim Lamed through Lamed Bay's. Again, Parsha Shlach, the story of the Meraglim. So Pasuk Lamed says, Vayahas Kolev es ha'am el Moshe, and Kolev quieted the people to Moshe, meaning to listen to Moshe. This is after the Meraglim came back and gave their basic Uh, report on the conditions in Eretz Canaan. Vayomer and Kolev said, Alo na'ale, we can certainly go up. V'yorashnu osa, and we can inherit the land, we can take control of the land. Ki yochol nuchala, because we will certainly be able to get it, to acquire it. Next Pasuk, Pasuk Lamed Aleph. And the men who went up with him, the other Meraglim, of course, this doesn't include Yehoshua. Omru, they said, We are, will not be able to go up to the nation uh, that inhabits the land. Because it is stronger than us. Pasuk Lamed Beis. And they brought out, the other Meraglim brought out uh, bad words about the land. Asher Toru Osa, that they had uh, uh, spied it out. El Bnei Yisrael, to Bnei Yisrael, Lemor, saying, Aretz Asher Avarnu Va, the land that we passed over into it, Lasur Osa, to, to explore it, to spy it out, Eretz Ocheles Yoshvehahi, it is a land that eats its inhabitants, it consumes its inhabitants. Vichol Ha'amashera Inu Besocha, and all of the people that we saw in it, within it, Anshemidos, were people of, of great dimensions. And the Psukim continue with the Meraglim saying uh, uh, bad things about the land and convincing B'nai Yisrael, persuading B'nai Yisrael that they would not. be able to go up and conquer the land. So now let's go right to the Zerah Shimshon. Again, this is on Parsha Shlach, and uh, we're doing Os Bey, section two. So the Zerah Shimshon begins. This is the one of the psukim that we just read, and they brought out bad words about the land that they had spied out. And they said the land that we crossed over, Lasuro saw to explore it, Eretz Ocheles Yoshvehahi, it is a land that eats its inhabitants. Koshe, this is difficult. Their entire intention was to bring out gossip and slander on Eretz Yisrael. That was their plan from the beginning, the Zerah Shimshon says. That was their intention from the start. The Lomolo Amruze Mitchilo. So why didn't they say these words? Why didn't they come right out from the beginning and say all of these bad things about Eretz Yisrael? The Himtinu, instead they waited Ad Achar Divrei Kolev until after the words of Kolev. That's the Zerah Shimshon's question. 
So to put that into context, if we look at the psukim, it's really very striking with the, with the help of the Zer Shimshon's question. If you go back and look at the psukim and the basic story of the Miraglim, the question will, will jump out and grab you. Because what happens is the Miraglim come back and they talk about uh, their trip a little bit, but they don't say anything too terrible. They certainly don't come right out and explicitly say that B'nai Yisrael will not be able to conquer the land. And they don't say anything too uh, uh, slanderous about Eretz, Eretz Canaan that would become Eretz Yisrael. And then Kalev gets up and tries to uh, to stop the hysteria, so to speak, and to get everyone to listen to reason and tries to assure everyone that absolutely with Hashem's help, B'nai Yisrael would be able to conquer uh, the land and it, and it wouldn't be any problem. And, and, uh, and, and then after that, only after that is when the Miraglim really uh, hit their stride, so to speak, and come right out and say, we can't, can't, we will not be able to conquer the land. The people are of great dimensions. They're too strong for us. They're too powerful. It's a, and, and, it, and it's a bad land and it eats and it, it consumes its own inhabitants. They start really laying it on thick and speaking lush and horror, speaking gossip and slander about Eretz Yisrael. So the Zerah Shimshon says, why? Why wait? Why not come right out from the beginning and say all these terrible things since that was obviously their intention and that was obviously their goal. Why did they wait until after Kalev spoke? So now he begins to answer the question. And we can say, it is stated in the Zohar, Moshe gave over to the Miraglim, the name of Hashem and the ability to focus on the shame Hashem in a special, specific way. That if while the spies were in Eretz Canaan, people who lived there, the natives of the land, the native inhabitants would would uh, would uh, find, you know be suspicious of them and come to attack them or hurt them or harm them. Then they could focus and concentrate on this name of Hashem, and then they would not need to be afraid. Moshe. Moshe gave over, transmitted over to the Miraglim, the Shem HaKodesh of Hashem, the holy name of Hashem. And with it, the, the Miraglim would have been saved, could have been saved from the Canaanim, uh, from the non-Jewish people, whichever one who lived in Canaan, of the non-Jewish nations, the seven nations, whichever one uh, were there, uh, the, the Miraglim would be saved from them through this focusing on the Shem Hashem. So that's what the, that comes from the Zohar. So the Zerah Shimshon continues, bottom of the, of the column, Umeato, and from now, Ka'asher Shomu Shekolev Omar, when the Miraglim heard that Kolev said, and here's a quote from the Pasuk, we can certainly go up, and we will inherit it, because because we will certainly be able to get it, the last letters and four of the words that Kalev said, four of the critical words that Kalev said, 
the last letter, sofe tevos, not rushe tevos, not first letters, that's more common and more frequent or more used to looking at, the last letters of four of the specific words, and we'll point out those words in a moment, uh, equal the name, come out to the name of Hashem, the, the name Yud, Yud, Kev, Yud, a Yud, a Hey, a Vav, and a Hey, or Yud, Kev, Vav, Kev, as we say. Klomar, which means to say, Bizchushem HaKadosh, in the merit of the uh, holy name of Hashem, Nitzol Venucha Lohem. Kalev was saying, we will be saved and we will be able to conquer the land. So now let's just go back uh, and look at the words. You can see that the Zer Shimshon puts a little apostrophe before each of the letters that he wants you to focus on as being part of the Sofe Tevos, the end letters. There's the word Alo to go up. That's not one of the words where he's talking about. Next word, Naale. The last letter is a He. Viyarashnu, the last letter is a Vav. Osa, the last letter is a He. Ki, the last letter is a Yud. And then the Pasuk continues. So those four words, Naale, Viyarashnu, Osa, Ki, we, we will go up and inherit the land because if you take the last letters, you have a He, a Vav, a He, and a Yud. And they're a little out of order, but those are the four letters of the Shem Havaya. Those are the four letters of uh, Hashem's holy name. And Kalev uh, obviously chose his words exceedingly carefully and, and inserted, uh, used words that would give him the Shem Hashem there, saying with the Shem Hashem, we'll be able to conquer the land. Az miyad, then immediately, the the Maraglim, the spies that were with Kalev said, Adaraba, just the opposite. Because he is because uh, the nation is the nation of Canaan is stronger than us. Even the owner of the house, which is a reference to Hashem is not going to be able to take out his items or his kalim from there. And you can see that this is a quote from the Gemara in Arachid. And what, what the Gemara says over there is that the Maraglim had not only wanted or not only uh, spoke badly about Eretz Yisrael, they also spoke against Hashem because they said, Hashem will not be able to take, to, to take the inhabitants of the land and to conquer them. Even Hashem can't do that. Even uh, so to speak, the owner of the house can't, can't get the tenants out of the house. If you want to buy a house and the owner says, sure, I'll sell it to you, he has to be able to get the present tenants out of the house. So the Moroccan said, Hashem uh, is not going to be able, Hashem is, doesn't have the power to get the present tenants, the Canaanim, out of the house, meaning out of Eretz Canaan, in order for B'nai Yisrael to come in, enter the land and conquer it and inhabit it. So that's part, a very important part of what the Miraglim were saying. Because if you want to say that Hashem has the capability to do it, the Miraglim argued, how come every place where we went, their leaders would die? We realized this was a, a part of how the plan from Hashem that uh, their leaders would die everywhere we went and they'd be involved in mourning and burials and funerals. The Lo Yargishu Baham and the people of the land, the native inhabitants of the land, would not 
notice the miraglim. So that's a chesed of Hashem, but they took it in the opposite way and they said, without Hashem doing that, why did Hashem need to do that and cause all of these funerals without the funerals and the dying of the leaders and all of the mourning, the public national mourning, uh, the, the Maraglam had the Shem Hashem, the Maraglam had the, the Shem Hashem to use and to concentrate on and to focus on, and that should have protected them. Elavadai, but definitely Vahule, etc., meaning the spy said it must be that Hashem can't, can't, doesn't have the power, doesn't have the ability to protect us from the Kananim. And if Hashem can't protect the Maraglam, if Hashem can't protect the spies, then certainly. Uh, we're not going, the nation, the entire nation of B'nai Israel is not going to be able to come and conquer the land. Omer, and if you want to say, Hashem really does have the power. And the, and the leaders of the land didn't die at this particular time in order that the people wouldn't notice the miraglim. It was the natural order and their time had come to die. In Cain, if so, if that's what you think, then the land is a land that eats its inhabitants, means it's, a, it's such a terribly, terribly unhealthy land to live in that people are constantly dying. Oh, before we continue, so Luzer Shimshon tells us that the Maraglim had uh, a, an argument that they were presenting, which was to say, uh, meaning either way you look at it, this is not going to work out and B'nai Yisrael is not going to be able to inherit the land. Why? Because they started with the, what they viewed as a fact. Here we are traveling around Eretz Canaan and everywhere we go, we see funerals. We hear about people dying. We see everybody is mourning the loss of, of important uh, personages and, and leaders and personalities all over the land. That's a fact that we're seeing that happen. Now, why is it happening? It can only be happening for one of two reasons, they, re they argue. The first reason it might be happening is that Hashem is trying to make it so that the people of the land don't pay any attention to the spies and we can travel around freely because they have all of these funerals to go to and all of this mourning to take care of and they're grief stricken, etc. But they say if that's the case, then Hashem must really be even for saying the words, but Hashem must be weak. Hashem must not have the capability to protect us without distracting all the people of the land. If Hashem was really all powerful and omnipotent, why did he need to distract the people? Why didn't he just uh, enable us to be able to travel around at will and, and not have a problem with the, with the being bothered, harassed, or attacked by the people of the land? Must be, they reason, that Hashem doesn't have that capability and doesn't have that power. Or if you tell me all of these deaths and funerals in this morning that's going on is just the natural order. And no matter when you pop into this land, it has nothing to do with the, the visit of the Miraglim, the mission of the Miraglim. It's what's constantly going on in Eretz Canaan. So then the Miraglim said, then we've got a whole different problem. Maybe Hashem has the ability to bring us here, but who would want to come to a land that is so unhealthy and, and so terribly dangerous to live in that people are constantly dying. And even the leaders who, who have a power would, normally would have the wealth and the power to have the best uh, uh, ways of protecting themselves and, and, and maintaining their lives, they're dying like it's going uh, all the time, like it's going out of style. So therefore, it's Eretz it's a, it's a terrible place to want to go to and to want to live. 
And so therefore they, the Miraglim used that argument after Kalev made his statement because Kalev, they understood that the thrust of Kalev's statement was it's all about Hashem being with us. And with the power of Hashem, we'll have no problem. So the Miraglim said, we were just there. And even with the shame Hashem, we had problems according to their flawed reasoning, according to their reasoning that lacked the proper emun and bitachon that Kalev and Yehoshua had. And now the Zer Shimshon continues. And according to the truth, what was really happening was Hashem HaKadosh Asakach. Hashem made it happen that all these funerals are taking place. In order to make miracles, Yoser Krovim El Hateva, which were closer to the natural way. Meaning, in, meaning that, of course, Hashem could have protected the Miraglim through completely through miraculous methods. The Miraglim could have come in wearing t-shirts that said, we're the spies of B'nai Yisrael, and we're here to spy out the land, and there's nothing you can do about it, and carry placards and signs and parade it around. And yes, Hashem could have protected them through a complete miracle through in a supernatural way. But as we know from Chazal, Hashem uh, prefers to, even when he does Nisim, even when he, when he uh, expands, so to speak, the natural order and supersedes the natural order, he does it in a way that's as close as possible to the natural order. And so the way to do that was to have the Miraglim come in, to have all of these public funerals, and to have the people be distracted, and so they wouldn't notice the Miraglim in that way. Had they noticed the Miraglim, and had they attacked the Miraglim, or wanted planned to attack the Miraglim, of course they would have been protected. That was the whole reason that Moshe Rabbeinu gave them, according to the quote from the Zohar that the Zerashim Shabbat gave, that was the whole reason that Moshe Rabbeinu gave them the shame HaKadosh to focus on and to meditate upon. Um, but, but Hashem wanted to do their, have their uh, tour around Eretz Yisrael and their spying mission take place with a less open miracle, with a, with a miracle that's closer to the natural order. And that's the real reason why the uh, different people were dying specifically during the time of their visit. So what the Zerah Shimshon is saying is that the Miraglim took a fact, a reality, but their interpretation of it was lacking in the appropriate bitachon uh, and the appropriate trust in Hashem. And they said, we take this fact and we analyze it and we come up with two conclusions which are both bad. And therefore this project is not going to work. And that's what they were able tragically to convince their brethren B'nai Yisrael about. And Kalev and Yehoshua who tried to say, no, the key to everything is that Hashem is with us. And therefore, no matter what, we'll be able to conquer the land were uh, sadly and tragically not listened to. Yashukov uh, to everyone for participating in the Zer Shimshon learning uh, this week, and God willing, we look to getting together again to learn Zer Shimshon on next week's parsha.